It's your boy motherfucking Bronson live from Brooklyn. You're watching Brooklyn Combo, or you're listening to it, or you're sniffing it, or you're smoking it. I love you. Mike is hot. Bang, 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 bang. It's hot. Alive. All right, Rosa. Fire. <laughs> Fire. All right. It's like this rose. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's it. All right, so we're going to like start right here, like right around here. Hey, man. Oh, wait. It's not the up to you. Mike is live. The, the, yeah, we've been live, so it's not. Oh, it's up no. to the editor. That's true. That's true. Our mixer is going to decide when. Manny, happy birthday, Manny. Yeah. Yes. Out, happy birthday, Manny. We're recording this on his birthday, right? Shout out we're to recording his birthday. HBD with the balloon. This is episode two of the Food and Combo podcast. You are here live with your boy Che and. I go next? I mean, yeah. Clyde. <laughs> he likes to go last. He definitely likes to go last. So you forced him into the middle. Be I'm, like a, I'm a last person. Yeah. And. Yeah. He's to the last. We're also here yeah. with. Amy. And the three of us make up Food and Convo. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for listening in. Um, first things first, we just had a crazy fire meal. Was it crazy fire? It was crazy fire, the meal was. Che speaking for himself. Whoa. It was crazy fire, meatless <laughs> It was. Meal. It was. It was a crazy fire, vegan meal. That's why Mike is crooked, because it was that crazy and that fire. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I couldn't hold the mic straight. I just, so as a spot, Pause. it's a spot out here Pause. in Austin called Rhythm and Raps, um, amazing plant-based spot. Uh, personally, I had the vegan chili and the chickpea curry empanada and, and uh, the like cheeseburger-ish and roll. How's it going? And then. And then. <laughs> and, then and then. And it was all good. I was so happy. I was, I was oh, and the fries were fire. What did, what did you have, Amy? Um, I had oh, I don't get to go second. No, I get no, to go last. Like last. You like to go last. Okay. He's just gonna keep switching it up on That's you. That's it. I keep yeah. on your toes. Keep you guessing. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. What did you have? Amy? Stay ready. Stay ready. Um, I had the gangster wrap, mm-hmm. uh, which was like a chicken sausage. Uh, I had some pickles. It had something called. Uh, it was like a supreme sauce. Okay. Shout like supreme. their own like. like- James Jebby of Supreme? Like no, no, no. It was their two, own, two like... $2 billion dollar sauce? <laughs> two billion dollar sauce. Two billion. Two point one. Crazy to be exact. Maybe it was like Supremo. Ah, okay. Okay. So it fair, was like, yeah. fair. Yeah. Well, it was that. It was that, that Chinese Supreme sauce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was for Supreme. <laughs> no, but the whole menu is like Caribbean, Jamaican inspired, right? Yeah. So. And, and what, did, what did you have, Clyde? Oh, I get to go now. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't remember, so I'm going to read it. <laughs> <laughs> I had a Big Shug. Big diesel. Shug burger and fries. Okay, what, what, what's Big, big shug. shug? Impossible meat patty. Yep. Grilled mac and cheese. Yep. Avocado. What else? Didn't even taste the avocado. <laughs> Chipotle mayo. Okay. Lettuce, pickles, minus the tomato. Woo! Okay, okay. And it is impossible because Shug in jail. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> big Shug is in jail. And I had some maple plantains. How were those? The maple plantains were delightful. Ooh, that boy went to the thesaurus. You heard that? Delightful. <laughs> Tam- Tammy says they look like trash. Cultured. I sent what? her a picture, but they were they were good. They were good. good. It's not so, about what they look like. It's right, about they how taste. they taste. Exactly. Also, we did curbside, right? Like we did takeouts. We so did you don't it. get like the same presentation you would get if we were eating it. Also, but true. check this out. The maple plantains are sweet plantains with maple syrup, yep. walnuts, green apples, and cinnamon. 
That's not that's that's a vibe. That you had vibe. green apples in that's there. That's a vibe. That is a Damn. vibe. Damn, it was good. Yeah, I, the menu that was very delicious. extensive. There was, was a lot to choose from on it. Was. And now, black owned, it, yes. right here in Boston, three yes. locations, one of which I think is a food truck. Okay. So like. And our and our esteemed guests, what did you have? Well, well, so so I just wanted folks to know <clears throat> if you've been listening closely, you notice there are four voices and not three, and that is because here on There's episode two, fourth voice of the Food and Combo podcast, we have our very first guest. Beep 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 beep. Wah, 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 wah. Brr, brr, brr. Sycamore. No no. Do 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 do. He's gonna call us. <laughs> yes. We're getting that season to sit soon. Um, multi hyphenate. Amazing visual artist, the homie, our friend, and soon to be yours, Sam Fish. Sam, what up? What up, y'all? Thanks for having me. No, of course. Appreciate bro. it. Thanks for thanks for doing. We're, we're recording live from the stew and the gallery and the spot. It's all, it's all one. All in one. Three in one. The all studio, in, the gallery, and the spot. It's all in my mind. Welcome to my mind. <laughs> Thank you. So first things first, Sam. What did you have to eat? I had the pull up tacos, which you pulled up with <laughs> <laughs> swiftly. <laughs> How are they? They were good. Boom. They were good. The jackfruit, I hadn't had jackfruit in a while, and it was, it did me right. Got uh, you jacked up. Yeah. <laughs> but wasn't there an empanada that, that you guys discussed? Nobody, uh, nobody oh, talked about yes, the empanada. Was good. the chickpea empanada. That's true. I appreciated that share. I got you. And though. it was delicious. That was, that was better. That was, that was the highlight. There for we go. Sure. Yeah, he said it was the best thing. He's he definitely going that. back for that, right? I'm going back for that. Definitely. All right. The empanada. Approved. Samosa Tell style. them food and combo sent you. Please do. Rhythm and raps. <clears throat> Please do. Highlight team. Highlight team. So first thing first. Wait a minute before you I even will. get into it. Uh-oh. Okay. What are we talking about? You went and picked the food up and who was rapping? Oh, that's just talking <laughs> about rhythm, rhythm and raps. And raps. Yes, we had a little bit of an encounter. Okay. So, so we Did went to know? rhythm and raps. And while we're in there, there was a bop plan. An absolute <laughs> banger. I was hype. Extra hype in the spot. There was Ooh. like only one other person in there. Besides me and, and Big Shot to Kev, who was with us. Um, if you don't know Kev, get familiar. And um, I had and, and I, I turned around. The, the woman who was there was like spitting the lyrics. And I felt unhip because I didn't know what the song was. So I asked her like any lame person would do. Hey, what song is this? And she was like, oh, this is me. Oh, you ain't know? Not nah, right, right, right. Or did she say, Jew ain't know? <laughs> she was like, you about to know. And I was like, I was like, oh, word? What, what's your name? And she was like, Lord Jew. And I was like, okay, so Lord Jew, J-U, don't want any, don't want so it's anyone not, coming for me. not J-E-W. No, okay. it's Lord J-U. Like Juju, like, like short for Juju. I'm okay. sure her name is like Jalissa, Juliana, something like that. Okay. Lord Jew is a different rapper from Brooklyn. <laughs> um, so, so Lord Ju Ju um, got her Instagram, and she's actually a plant-based rapper out of Boston. And so I was like, "Cool, we got to talk to you more about plant-based spots." As you know, we all get on our fitness journeys together as a team. You know, we have that that goal to lose a combined <laughs> no pressure as a as a team. That's easy. I thought that we were saving that for our January. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm like, just throwing it out really... there now so that you know we can start. Getting well, shout prepared. out to Juju. <laughs> big shout, big shout to Lord Jew. Lord Jew on the bops, on the bops. So, so Sam, back to you. Our so current, Sam. our current plant-based guest. Um, tell us, tell us about you, bro. Like, like what, what's your, what's your deal? <clears throat> My deal. <laughs> Who's Sam Fish? <laughs> Who is Sam Fish? Uh, I'm an artist. I'm a painter. I have, I have this gallery thing. That's not a gallery called Exit. And uh, yeah, I've been hiding out here. In the in the quarantine days, in isolation, creating work uh, from my mind and 
yeah, I'm lucky enough to be in a position to be able to share the space with with people here on Newberry Street that walk by, uh, strangers, stranger passerby, friends, and uh, yeah, welcome them into a space that I've created and kind of inspire some sort of connectivity and contact in these in these times and yeah I feel blessed to be able to do so and yeah hopefully continuing to create and progress the the art scene here in Boston with this project we already had a podcast conversation before you guys arrived with the food so oh I'm gonna sit back oh, no. oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> so how long have you been in this space so I've been in this space officially since December. Okay. And we, I did one show and then I had another one slated for March that I had to cancel because of the virus. It was like timed perfectly. March 13th was the opening and that was like the week that everything popped off and uh, I had to cancel that. And then, yeah, I took some time away and traveled and, and you know, kind of just, yeah, and got back in August and I've just been working nonstop since on the space and kind of destroying the lines drawn between artist and gallery and studio, kind of creating a space, an immersive space for myself that I can share with people, welcome people in, that's continuously in progression, in process. Uh, and it's not necessarily like inputted into another environment. Like the work is all made here. And cool. I think that's, really interesting and different that's that's happy to share work is made here you can can see it here and you can buy it here as well yeah exactly and it's all part of the experience of like being in this space and you you opened this space almost a year ago right because i remember we Che and I attended an event here, an event here, right at, at your opening. Yeah. Um, and the space has transformed since then. Like, so I love the idea that it's a constantly a revolving door, if you will, of yeah. an idea of it's like what's in your mind. Yeah, it's evolving as I am, as we all are together. And yeah, coming in that space, coming into the space, then, you know, I had had ideas and feelings about entering a space on Newberry Street and what that meant during holiday season. And I did a show based on my, my feelings about, about that called Fastest Fashion. It's kind of a bit of a commentary on fast fashion cycle, uh, just like consumerism on the street. And um, yeah, it was, that was a cool show. And from there, it kind of just progressed as, as I did. And Obviously, things have things have changed quite a bit this year, and yeah, I've I found a lot of time to to kind of be alone, working on the space, and um, kind of flesh out some of some of those feelings and ideas. And yeah, it's just cool to be able to share it now. And yeah, hopefully, we're looking to a, a better future where you know some of these feels like a time where there's a lot of um, there's a lot of opportunity for like new creativity to happen in these in-between spaces now that things are kind of like quiet and there's a lot of vacancy now, especially. So, um, yeah, feels like a good time to be an artist in Boston and, uh, yeah, hopefully we can make something out of it. I feel like it can be understated that your space is on Newberry street, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like for those, for those that don't know <clears throat> the area, Newberry street is your, 
equivalent to like your New York City Fifth Avenue or like like your your big like fancy shopping strip in Boston. Yeah. Um, a lot of like like super high end stores, a lot of boutiques, a lot of like high end galleries. Um, for those that are like in the sneakers concepts is on the strip. So like it's like exclusive sort of wares. And you have a really prime spot on that strip. What's what's that experience been like? It's been really amazing to be able to to share something honest in a way that's not a store. Like I'm not, you know, like just a retailer. I'm really welcoming people into a space where I'm actively creating and processing and engaging with the world around me. And I think that hits when people enter. And not everybody comes in because I don't think that not everybody's like ready for that sort of like harsh reality. Like I think a lot of people just want to enter spaces that are like comfortable and primed and yeah. overly communicated like what they're supposed to think and feel. So a lot of times when people come in, if they're not ready for it, it's kind of it's like a little scary at first to like deal with like a opportunity to actually think for themselves and cultivate some sort of their own reality and perception of like what's around them. But I find when people are put in that situation, they thrive and they can really, and they go for it a lot of the time and something really beautiful comes from that and, you know, call it inspiration or just call it, call it growth or, I mean, yeah, it's different for everybody, but it's cool to see and be able to interact with people in that way and yeah kind of have people move on in this progressive light where like i feel like they're leaving and they're going to do something and they're they're thinking about what they're going to do in a way that's positive so this is my first time in this space um and you guys were getting the food so when i walked in i immediately was emerged in like to the world that you created here so I took out my phone, like, oh, this is cool. And we had a conversation about like what the art means to me. You know, everybody's gonna interpret it different, right? So to me, like some of Sam's work, it's like like this piece over here. You guys can't see it obviously who are listening, but you know, hopefully these these um these photos hit hard that that Kevin's taken. Um, but it's like the Queen of Hearts off the bicycle card what she's doing in her other life when she's not, you know, in the window on Fifth Ave and she's like the nice queen of hearts, like what she's doing when the, when the light and the sun goes down. This is what the queen of hearts is doing. That's an interesting interpretation. It definitely is. So that's how I see it. And it's like a little bit of Alice in Wonderland that's not ready. Like the kids can't watch this Alice in the Wonderland, you know? This is when she's on mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I get out of I get out of it. A lot of um, Alice in the Wonderland, a lot of bicycle art, but not like jacking or anything. It's it's definitely original and it's your your thing. But it's like I see, you know, some things in it for me. I see some like motorcycle love with the, with the roses and the barbed wire and the dice. That's what it means to me, at least. It's it's funny because the the first time I came in here um, for that for that dinner and we saw some of Sam's work, it it very much to me was like skate culture, tattoo culture, yeah, um, tattoos, yeah. right? Like 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 but in like this this space that like 
it's a very like art deco mm. style like room that we're in right now like some of like the, the molding around the, the ceiling and such yeah there's um, definitely history here with right the, with the giant windows and doors exactly and the molding. exactly yeah. and like but, but the way that it juxtaposed with each other right like it's like he's creating a space for a population to feel comfortable in here that probably wasn't comfortable in here before he was in here and i think that that's like a beautiful journey to take people on um and like as a, as a big fan of like graffiti public art that kind of stuff like I think that that's what draws me to it. That like you're creating space for people who otherwise might not have been comfortable in the space you're in now, yeah. which is which is dope. Yeah. I love too. Like we popped in on you uh, mm-hmm. a few days ago, actually, and you were here. You were working, right? And like so, it's not like a lot of gallery openings where it's staged. It's already premeditated. It's set up so you know people know what to it. So like whoever walks in. You know, they're, they're, everybody gets the same experience other than their interpretation of it. Whereas, like, things have changed since I was here two days ago right. because you continuously work on it. And, we, you know, there's a lot of layered pieces. You know, you've got mixed media. It's on the walls. There's canvas on the walls. And then there, you've, you've papered onto the walls. And so it's like, you know, somebody could walk in here a day apart from each other and something has changed. So there's something new to experience. And, and to the idea of, cons- like, they're in a store, next door they're shopping, they're consuming, and here they come in, they consume, and they're consuming in a different way. So yeah. That is a cool juxtaposition. Yeah, it feels, it's awesome to be able to be here and be able to just provide that sort of opportunity that, for people that are daring enough to, to welcome it and, you know, see my, see my kind of, like, anti-advertising signage outside yeah maybe i'll take a risk and like see what this crazy dude's probably about or you know have no idea but people who come in and and share stories with you because either they're struck by something that you've created or it you know evokes some sort of emotion or a memory or you must get so many different stories from people and different types of engagement Oh yeah, it's so varied. It's so varied. I mean, yeah, everybody's different. That's kind of the beautiful thing and hearing hearing what everybody has to say because yeah, when the work's out there like it's it's more about who's seeing it and interpreting it. Like I'm always excited to hear about how how people interpret it for themselves. And that kind of drives me forward. But yeah, the the experiences are are so varied. I mean, the other day I had a a little girl come in with her her mother and she just I was working I was painting but I had like prints on the floor and like some markers and she was like looking at the prints on the floor because they were just like black and white like empty lines and the markers and she was like kind of looking at her mom and I was like yeah like you can go for it like you can color <laughs> and she just like picked up a marker and just like started coloring in some prints oh, I love that. and That's her awesome. mother was just like there like you know, like kind of on a mission, like Newberry Street, like she's hustling around. She wants to shop. Yeah, but like a she moment. saw, yeah, she saw what was going on, and she knew she was like, yeah, this is special. I can't really drag, I can't drag her away. And she ended up chilling for like an hour. Wow. Yeah. And they hung out, and she was coloring and whatever. We were just talking, and like, yeah, being able to have those kind of moments with people is just is really special. special. Yeah. yeah. Even even kind of like the moment that we had earlier. You guys um, had a moment. We had a moment. Okay. 
So he might not think we had a moment. But we had, <laughs> <laughs> but we had a Just moment. Just like art, there's two different interpretations. Exactly. So when you walk in, there's this like installation in the front, and there's some a bunch of like originals, right, on the floor. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I can't remember what it says. Like pick me up or pieces. Yeah. What does it say? Take, take out my pieces. Take out my pieces. And there was this piece like, oh man, like, I, I, I was like automatically um, drawn to. So I picked it up and I said, what do you think this means to me? And he's, he's like, I don't know, I'm not sure. And when I said it, you're like, yeah, I see it, right? You saw him. Um, yeah. What is Max, that? right? Max from um, Where, the Wild, Where the Wild Things Are. So it had, oh, yeah. to me, it's like him in this costume. And it brought me back to like when my dad used to bring me the book. So obviously it's not Max, but that's what I see in the piece. So I'm buying it. And it reminds me of like my favorite book, and then when my dad used to read Where the Wild Things Are, and that's like always been a, a big thing for me. Like even in my basement, I have like these original stuffed animals that are like vacuum sealed of all the characters from Where the Wild Things Are, and like oh, one of the original books. And one what of the original books. What an amazing books. connection. Yeah, and I'm, so I'm buying the piece. See, this is what I mean. I feel like being an artist is a little bit like being a therapist. Right? Everybody's yeah. like sharing their personal yeah. like stories with you. It's got to be yeah. overwhelming to in some extent. For those that aren't here, Clyde is literally sitting on a couch in his down. studio right now. Yeah. Oh, like, it's my therapy it's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> my dad used to read to me. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. But but I think I think it it does tie in though to like not knowing where the experience is going to lead you, yeah. right? Like we didn't know before coming here that Clyde would find a piece that reminded him of his dad and that was that. The way that Sam and I met was at um, a presentation on ground floor activations, <laughs> <laughs> right? It was, there was, it was a day long panel that was all about what to do on like main streets that are now having empty storefronts. Like, how do you engage people in different ways? What creative ideas do you have to push people to do new and fun things inside of these buildings that used to house big retailers and now have nothing? And Sam rolled up and was like, yo, I got this spot. Yeah. I'm gonna do some cool stuff in it. And I was like, oh, I bet. And then he dropped on you that it was on Newbury Street. Like, <laughs> oh, I, 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 think, I didn't even know it. What I, kind he, of he ground was, floor retail <laughs> space is that? <laughs> I, he literally just hit me with, I got a gallery space. I'm trying to do some dope stuff. We should chat. And I was yeah. like, cool. And then we got invited to the, the dinner. Yep. And now here we Shout are doing a podcast. So we flew. Big shop is so we flew. Yeah. Um, and, and all the homies that were there oh, that night. We had a way, lot of folks we, that night. We left. Eric was Robertson was here that right, night. Right. Um, uh, Kibby was, Kibbe was here. here. Big shop of Biscuit. Kibby, did I met? Yeah, um, Kibby. Converse Kibby. Uh, oh, Biscuit. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 Biscuit. But who? Um, oh my God, she's an artist. Fox is in her name. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm blind. Blind Art blind, Fox. Oh, blind, blind yeah, yeah, yeah. Blind Art yeah. Fox. She's yeah, you had, there was, that room was. Squad. Yeah. We left, I gotta tell you, we left that night hyped like Legit. so jacked up yes. on like enthusiasm and like the concept was amazing the the room the energy the oh my god who is oh, oh the, the guitar, the guitar player. Ben, yeah. ben Suarez yeah. Yeah. Yes. the fact yeah, that you just pulled it. that name out from a year ago that's, yeah. crazy. that's <laughs> impressive influenced I was that night that's how she rolls like <laughs> that was, that was wild yes. right right yeah Encyclopedia Amy, if you need to know something, she got you. At Amy, Amy wanna, Wolfong on the ground. You want to talk about <laughs> uh, uh, Well, maybe. So I want to get back to you both, Che and Sam, you both said something interesting. You, 
you said something about vacancies, Sam. Mm-hmm. And then, Shay, you talked about retail, activating retail spaces. And I'm so not over here trying to get top dog. No, 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 no. But the point is, I want to come back because those two, those two guys, he's trying to get lubricated. He's, he's, trying, he's trying to get, he's he's not, he's not to get a drink with Rosé. <laughs> uh, no, wait, wait, the point is that I want to come back because those connect. But I think Definitely. we should take a oh, break. God. I agree. I agree. To lubricate. I agree. And (laughs) (laughs) oh wait, I'm gonna just hand over the rest of the 90 plus rosé to Clyde. Thank you. Um, uh, while Che tees us up. Yes, um, hook me up, Clyde. So, so for those for those that don't know, uh, Food and Combo is super happy and gracious and grateful to be sponsored by 90 plus sellers. Um, They keep us going. They keep us lubricated. Like say. Um, the rosé always yeah. popping. Hold up. Come on, Andy, you got it. Shh. It's gonna do something. Boom! Oh, yeah. Back in the game with the Valdo Biadene. I'm gonna need Premium Pete to give us a check on if that's how you actually say it. Yeah. But I got the fingers going. Valdo Biadene. Um, and this is the part of the podcast we like to call. <laughs> what are we calling it? Uh, you know what's funny? We get to choose what we call it right now. He's making it up as I we am. go. I, I, actually, I actually had a name, but now I kind of want to hear what you would have called it. What, what would you call this moment? 90s. Keep it simple. That's 90s. The 90s. 90s. The 90s. What would you call it? What would you call it? He's done. Last He's done. call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> call, <last> call. <laughs> call, call it Tommy. <laughs> I can't. I can't. This is what happens. You can find. You can find. Glass of wine. No. So what we want from you, um, (laughs) Sam, is to know, though you didn't make um, a ton of time into the '90s, what is your favorite '90s moment? Or some nostalgia, or something that makes you think of the '90s. Yeah. I mean. Shouts out to my mom. Nice. She was the most beautiful 90s woman <laughs> in my life. Hey. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Was it? She had the she had the high-waisted jeans, yes. the denim. Yes. Just the long black curly hair. She wore like baseball hats, like old school, like mm-hmm. I don't know, just yeah, ni- I don't know. It was like 90s, like snapbacks. We go to the park. <laughs> big shout to 90s parks. Big shout, big shout to all those slides. Yeah, yeah. That no 90s way slides. Regulation. Yeah, they're gone. They're gone now. I One of them even burned jeans, down. Though, like Brooke Shields, right? That was yes. like the big, like high waisted now mom jeans, and they're back in. Like those, that they mom are. jean look was like that, like light blue color. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. But this was just, mm-hmm. but this was just original. Yeah, was, yeah. couldn't be yeah. replicated. I like it. I dig it. I like so it. So the 90s with here's, 90s. Here's to Mama yeah. Fish. Big yeah. shout out to Mama Fish. Yeah, yeah. moments. 90s, 90s yeah. nostalgia. Dr- We're drinking drawing. on nostalgia. 90 plus. So drawing in the 90s. Here's to Mama. <clears throat> yeah, true. Yeah, my first, my first creative inspiration. Boom. There you go. So you like that? The 90s with 90? I like that. 90s nostalgia with 90 plus. It's nice. Nine, 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 nine. All the ends. 999. Yeah. It's got a name to it. And. Yeah. Ampersand. Ampersand. I like that. You just saw some stuff happen, and by saw, I mean listen to. So, thank you for <laughs> you listening to that. You were part of it. You were. You helped us through that. <laughs> so, back to a point you were making, Sam. Um, yeah. 
that Amy was bringing up about vacancies. Right. I think that as we've gone through 2020, we've seen you know so many businesses go out of business. We've seen so many people close up shop for what they thought was going to be a four to six week situation. Right. That's become almost a year long situation. Um, and I think that often when people think about the impact of COVID, they don't think about the impact to the arts community, mm-hmm. how many venues are suffering, how many individual artists are suffering. Um, and in turn, how many of you um, embody that quote from uh, Toni Morrison and went to work, right? Having commentary, speaking to the times, providing space for folks to work through whatever they have to work through. How, how has this year sort of impacted you um, as an artist? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely forced me to, to dive super deep and yeah really just i mean it's been it's been a blessing in in that way where i've been able to like really just focus in one room on on painting and um yeah i mean it's i feel like i maybe wouldn't have been in this room for as long as i've been otherwise so it's kind of opened up that door to explore even deeper um, what's going on and have an outlet for for the times and in and luckily I'm in a position where I can share that and kind of have an open door to it and be able to welcome people in and have conversations around it and in a safe way and yeah talk about what the future should look like or could look like or how we're adapting together how we should adapt and yeah i mean i just can't help but look at it positively and just feel super lucky that i've been in the position to continue to have those conversations and um, be able to make work and share it in a way that feels authentic to me it's nice I feel like as an artist you're able to <clears throat> embrace your space and this year I think a lot of people have you know because they're you know they, they feel stuck in right. quarantine or isolated in their spaces and they don't feel like they have an outlet you know a lot of people we've talked to like they, that people are dealing with a lot of mental you know health issues and depression and anxiety and <clears throat> you, you've really made the most of, of your space and out of these walls being you know a channel for that energy and for that thought. Yeah, like I, I need that and I, that's why I, I make work is to, yeah, to battle all of that mm-hmm. and pull it out of me and um, yeah, be able to look at it visually and yeah, to be in a position where someone else can have, a, have their own experience through the work in that way is, yeah, super special. I think <clears throat> you said something earlier that struck a chord with me because you talked about vacancies. And Che, you hit on this about like artists are suffering um, and some of our smaller cultural institutions are suffering and independent artists. Um, and we've seen more and more brick and mortar retail spaces close this mm-hmm. year as a result of the pandemic and how, you know, like 
property owners maybe are letting those spaces sit vacant. Um, and I wonder, Sam, your opinion on this, but like, is there, is there an opportunity for property managers or landlords to look to independent artists to fill these vacant spaces in the meantime, um, activate them, inspire people, um, and in some ways help, you know, I guess refuel you know, yeah. it, it, you know, looking at 2021 and beyond. Definitely. Yeah, I think landlords and uh, developers need to be looking at the ground floor a little bit differently now. And uh, yeah, just thinking about like what's, what's possible and what's, just thinking about what's valuable too in, in a different way. Like I think cultivating some like real authentic experience and uh, yeah, some sort of connection through like a real expression within a neighborhood and a district is so valuable beyond just having a, a regular tenancy, um, you know, someone that can, and pay, that can just like pay rent for a five year lease or whatever. But just thinking about like what it means to their their property or their their district and like investing in a different way, mm -hmm. um, you know, investing in their ground floor as uh, just a way to connect their uh, whether it's people that live upstairs in the building. Like I've had incredible conversations and um, developed relationships with people that live upstairs that have come down and. I think you I know, hear your just, neighbors now. Some of these people yeah. yeah. It's very so, soothing. Yeah. It's very soothing. Yeah. Yeah, like people that it can come downstairs and like enter enter a world like this versus yeah. like just going to But a, you're right. Like if like you know, a some of store. these spaces, you know, for what, you know, especially real you know, uh, real estate on Newbury Street, I, I have no idea, but I can only imagine what it must cost. So <clears throat> how long is it gonna take to get that, you know? Uh, I, I won't say normal, but the type of brick and mortar that they expected to be able to sell, you know, it's going to take a while to backfill that. And right. in the meantime, what a great way to like test out some stuff. Get, not only that, but to like, you know, give back to the neighborhood, you yeah. know, give back to, you know, the, the people who have been here for a long time, who right. need the help, who need neighbors. Mm -hmm. You know the brick and mortar that is that that are that are still thriving. Right. They need they don't they can't have all these other businesses, you know, go under and not have yeah. space filled and. Yeah, for sure. I think yeah. The more. The more creative energy there is in one mm -hmm. space, the more it lends to the next, space, mm -hmm. next door or down the block, and you know it creates more of an energy on the street, and people are more excited about coming back. So the more people that can come here and are like invigorated by this experience you know just in, they're more likely to come back to this area in general i think it's good for yeah not only this building but the district the neighborhood uh, i have so many people co that come in from out of town and this is maybe like one of their few experiences that they have in the city mm. right and yeah. the fact that they came in here because maybe they were looking they they somehow they they realized that this was like an authentic Mm -hmm. local creative experience and that's what they were seeking out and they happened to stumble across it and the fact that they came in and had an experience and maybe went back to you know wherever they were traveling to I and know. 
Definitely Idaho. Idaho. <laughs> I've, had, I've had people from across the pond, you know, yeah. like everywhere, everywhere. But yeah, the people that have come in and like, that's what they take away from, from Boston. Like, that's super sick. Yeah. And I think there needs to be more of that. And just to, to bring people back too, to Boston. Like, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think that, you know, landlords and developers and property owners need to focus on creating an experience that's a destination for travelers coming to the city, not just to go to the Zara down mm -hmm. the street or the H&M or whatever. You're going to have that. Like, they're going to make money. But if you, if you take your time and you do it right, you can create something that lasts years where people are coming to flock seasonally because there's a new show or a new, a new um, festival or a mural is going up every quarter of the year and, and, and it gets on people's calendars and that's how you build community mm. and um, like I worked retail a while ago but for a long time and it was always important to like to create something other than just selling people stuff mm -hmm. right to create an experience in the best way I could I'm not a visual artist but to create something where the people who are going to Quebec or New York or wherever they're going, you know what, I'm gonna go back down next summer yeah. to mm -hmm. the spot that Clyde works at because I know that he does this every whatever, you know? One, one of my, uh, a friend of mine who's like, been like a, a low-key mentor, uh, Jeff had this talk about marketing and he said that the problem is that too many people try to be transactional and not mm -hmm. enough know how to be transformational without being transactional. Mm -hmm. yep. And I think that that's perfectly said um, whether it's brands or stores, they're there to sell you something. And you know that when you walk in, but that doesn't mean that it has to be good for service. Like there, there's a way to make that a bit more than that. And like spaces like this allow for that. They allow for a bit more immersion mm -hmm. than people are used to. I just had a very similar conversation um, with Tammy about something similar to that. So this is kind of like Ta Tammy. Tammy's the, the missus for those. Just like, like who's Tammy? Is Tammy like some like cool, crazy design? <laughs> Tammy's, Tammy's the boss. So it has nothing to do with anything we're talking about right now. But Ronnie just released um, the, I think the holiday or fall or winter lookbook yep. for Kith 2020. Yep. And it's like a, a new love story or New York love story. And I was telling her that you know I, I know Ronnie very well, like for years. So and I was telling her that he's like one of the few guys or designers, I won't say guys, it could be girls. One of the few designers that really cares about like the product, quality, and an experience. And you know that at least with him, you're gonna get something that, that's like authentic, that he cares about, there's a story there, it's, it's a memory. Yeah, you're gonna buy something, but it's not about being transactional, it's right. about creating memories. And, and I think that he's one of the people, one of the people that, you know, that are in retail. Mm that does it very well. That um, like this little love story thing is so cool. Like, you know, the guy meets the girl, he's at like the, 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 the breakfast spot. He looks at her, she looks at him, you know, they catch eyes. And I think they bump into each other again at the library. It's in New York? Yeah, this is all like New York. Did he get a chopped cheese? Probably. All right, make sure. <laughs> it's not a real right, love it's story. It's not a real. Yeah. Yeah. If, if so it he's already wasn't. He's, he's already wasn't a bacon, egg, and cheese, or chopped cheese, and it wasn't New York. I just don't know what it was. This is right. not Jesus and Mero, bro. This is Ronnie <laughs> Fine, bro. <laughs> if it's New York, 
Either that, either he got like we'll lox talk and about bagels. Jesus and Mero oh. and the Tim's later, Chael. Okay? <laughs> or slice. He might so have a pizza, right? They bump into each other again at the at the library. I think they they finally exchange numbers. Obviously, during the whole thing, he's he, he's fitted, he's fly, he's wearing the collection. She's wearing the collection. Then they start dating and they start going on. This is like all like a little three minute video. Yeah. You see this love story come to life, and like that's an experience. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And like it's he's storytelling. Yeah. And that's, and that's what a lot of brands, it brings me to this, my point, yeah. is that a lot of brands are so focused on trying to sell, let's say, 50,000 pairs of shoes when you, and they might get like a, a hit every seven years, two, hit, two hits every seven years, and they're chasing that. But if you, if you take your time and you do things right, you can sell the right product, mm -hmm. and I almost tweeted this today, you can sell the right product to the right people every year for yeah. decades mm. you might sell a thousand but you'll be in business for the next 50 years yeah it's building a brand right yes. that people trust and people Telling and it's right using story. an authentic voice rather than just chasing just, the next hit not just selling product yeah and then you're like dead for seven years until so, you get the next hit so i want to i want to though like transition that though right so as as an artist right you have an you have an internal conversation and the conversation goes, I can make work that I'm happy with, that I'm passionate about, that is truly me putting myself into a canvas. And maybe it sells, maybe it doesn't. But I, but I got waiting to get out. Or you could put something on a canvas that you know 100% is going to move, right? Because it's whatever, right? How, I think that's very similar to this conversation, right? Yeah. Like how does, how does, how does that dichotomy how, how does that question sort of sort of move you or challenge you as a creative to decide whether or not you're going to do something that is meaningful and that is your all or that's something that's going to move really quickly to a consumer mm -hmm. yeah i mean that's that's a constant question do you battle my, with it i definitely battle with it because and as i grow i i see more of what can work and in that way and like what can move and yeah I mean there's definitely a balance there and um, I mean I put my all into everything that I do regardless and all my work is mine and it comes from an honest place and I hope that people can connect with with those ideas and it's more about like I want it to be accessible to everyone at different levels. So it's more about just like creating things that I hope that can be accessible to people if I'm trying to sell them and trying to make a living doing this is like, all right, is this something that can, is within the frame of, yeah, just can, can be purchased for, you know, a reasonable amount from someone that I want to share it with mm -hmm. and having that at different, at different scales. And then thinking about, in, in turn, thinking about like what the work is that goes into that. Mm -hmm. And just kind of calculating that a little bit in my mind. But then there's always the work that I'm making that's totally, that totally disregards any of that. And a lot of times, <laughs> the you. stuff that I'm making yeah. Yeah, for that <laughs> or like within that frame of reverence is just disregarding it and like kicking it out the window anyways and it's just like whatever fuck it you know like who cares it's gonna work you know i want and, in that archive 
I want to see all that work. <laughs> that's what we have stuff is. I want to see that. I also yeah. like that sentiment as like a mantra. Like that's like that like sums up twenty twenty for me. Like who cares? It's gonna work. Yeah. yeah. And just persevering and just pu- keep just keep pushing like what you're doing and it's gonna work. Like. Yeah. I, I feel super strongly about that and. Yeah. That way it's real. Like you're not. Yeah, you're not bending. You're not trying to be inauthentic. Like you're not creating something just to just to sell it or, you know, just to fit in someone's idea of like what art is or, you know, what they want. Like, you know, that's why I'm not dealing with any other gallery or space. Like I just didn't didn't want to have that middleman trying to sell my Try to co-op an idea. Yeah, like, co-op yeah. my yeah. my idea of creation yeah. or what it means to me. Like, it's like, whatever, fuck that. I'm just gonna make my own yep. my own space where I'm making authentic work for myself, and and I share that with people if they want to partake and you know support that. Then cool. And if not, then I hope you took whatever away from it and moved on with your with your day with something good in your heart. You know. Yeah, you really are a therapist. <laughs> I, you want to switch seats or get on the couch? For those that, that we didn't ask this, and for those who may not know, what, why is your gallery called Exit Gallery? So is, it, is it Exit Gallery or Galleries? It's Galleries, yeah, Exit Galleries. So it's plural. Yeah, it's plural in the sense that it's not a gallery. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so there was an exit sign above the first space that I did and I didn't know it was going to be I didn't have this idea solidified at all but someone gave me the opportunity to do a a small space at Bow Market in Somerville and there was an exit sign above the door and it was there was an arrow pointing to a set of stairs to the left I don't know if that arrow wasn't on or people just see exit and you know they disregard any other visual information but i watched people like try to get through this locked door and it just kind of like created some panic for people and i, I thought that was interesting <laughs> it was like this like wayfinding like i don't know just yeah psychology point of psychology and i watched people try to get through this door that was locked and uh then you know they figured out that it wasn't through that door. That but wasn't the exit. Yeah, that wasn't the exit. <laughs> but I was like, oh, like I'll just call it exit and trick people into coming in and I don't uh, have to buy a sign because it's the exit sign is already there. Yeah. Like straight above the door. So it kinda worked out perfectly to call it exit. So you lock all the doors when they enter? The yeah, out. exactly. As soon as you come in <laughs> You're stuck. Locked, you're in here forever. Oh, that's 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 a great I love that. As I but, stare at the exit sign yeah. of that door right there. But it made sense with my feelings as like an artist in Boston, like trying to find my own way, mm-hmm. like realizing that there's like this vast discrepancy between emerging artists that are just trying to create work for themselves in like a, an established mm-hmm. gallery scene. So yeah, I was like, whatever, fuck this. <laughs> so find my own way out. <laughs> what's the address here for people who want to come visit? It's 254. Newberry Street, yeah. Cool. I, I'm maybe I'm just feeling introspective, but I feel like that is his his sentiment is is the perfect 
way to sort of wrap things up, right? Like by making this space, you've allowed people to enter a space they're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's dope. So thank you for that, dude. Thank you for coming through. Of course. Of course, of course. Being part of it. Anything you beautiful people want to add? Um, check out the space. Maybe give the people that are listening some of your information, like where they can find you. Yeah. We got the address. It's 254 Newbury Do you have, out, do you have regular hours? Somewhat regular hours. <laughs> just pull up. Pull it's pull up. hours. Just pull up. I'm here all the time. I'm here till the wee hours of the morning. So yeah, come through whenever. Um, definitely websites? open on weekends. Any websites? We any Instagram? Twelve to six. Um, it's Exit Galleries. Google it. <laughs> we'll we'll, ta- we'll tag them up in all of our. I like it. People know how to find you. Yeah, come find me. Two fifty four Newbury yeah. Street, brick and mortar. Bad. You know. Well, thank you, Sam, for being here. Real quick. Thank you for being you. Right. This was really like, I felt like this was cleansing for me. (laughs) And and Clyde feels especially uplifted because his name is Sam Fish and a type of fish is a marlin. And Florida is where the Marlins play. Oh. And Clyde's from Florida, so he I'm really not appreciates from that. Florida. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. You're I'm from, from Miami. Miami. Miami Dade County. <laughs> you Cali Jackson now? Hospital. We the best. <laughs> Jackson <laughs> Hospital, Miami Dade County. My county is blue. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, you got for it. listening in. This has been episode two with Food and Convo. Again, my name is Che. Amy. Clyde. See you soon. Sam.